we'll finish up in uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. We, we were there this morning, um, and we're going to continue to finish this verse tonight. Um, just a real quick recap on this morning. Um, we had started to talk about, um, we'll just read the verse here. In Romans chapter 12, verses, we'll read 1 and 2. Here's what it says. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living, sacri- a living and a holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And this is what we covered today. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And we begin to compare and contrast conformity to transformation. And we had laid out the point that uh, conformity to the world is what we're called to not do. We have been called out of this world by Christ. We're not of this world by supernatural or spiritual means. Yes, we are walking on this world, but we're not of this world. And we had began to show that conformity to the world begins to impact our witness. It begins to impact our relationship with God. It begins to do a lot of things that we don't want, nor does God. On the other end of that, we began to talk about transformation. As this is the word where we get metamorphosis, or as the caterpillar transforms into this beautiful butterfly, this is uh, our lives in Christ, that we are called to not be conformed to the world, because we're not of the world, but we are to be transformed to the image of God, to be more transformed into His image. We, we We talked about that for a long time in the first service. And then we came to the point of how do we do this? And this is the verse. It says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He tells us how to not be conformed to the world. It's by the transforming of our mind. And we had dove into what our mind looks like before God. Before our salvation experience, the Bible tells us the bleakness of our minds. He he tells us that our minds are hostile to God. We are enemies of God. Romans 8 says that we cannot submit to God in our carnal minds, or our unregenerated minds. We are unable to do so. That we have no desire for the things of God. We don't seek God. Romans 3 tells us that. There's no one who seeks God. We are hostile to God. We are enslaved in our minds to the devil. We have no hope in our own. The Bible lays this out. We won't go through all those verses, but our minds are at war with God. Our minds are enslaved to the devil. Our wills are enslaved to the devil. Our souls are enslaved to that. We have no hope. This is what it happens at our time of conversion. In our minds, we are enemies of God. We read all those verses, but then we went to the word repent. And that word in the Greek is metanoia, which means to change the mind. To, to have a mind shift. And how does that happen? Well, we are enslaved to sin. Our hearts are stone and we are hostile to God. There's nothing in our mind that wants to do anything pleasing to God. But Christ comes and he finds us and he speaks into our soul. Remember what we talked about, the effectual call and how from the foundation of the world, he spoke into the darkness and said, let there be light. And 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says that's the same image 
that God does when He transforms our soul. He comes to the dark heart that we have. The, the Bible says in John 3 that we hate the light. We don't want to come to the light because our deeds are evil. But He comes to our souls, and what does He say? Let there be light. He changes your soul. And then what does He do? He changes your mind. He, he opens the law of God up to your mind. He lets you know the depravity that you're in, the need of a Savior. He, he changes your soul. He changes your will. He changes your mind. And that's where repentance comes in. Because repentance means to change your mind. Now, this mind that was hostile to God, now the mind that is in enmity with God, the mind that hates God, now begins to love God. That's because there's a change of mind that happens at the time of conversion. That's what repentance is. He changes your soul. You, your mind changes to see what the truth is. You repent and you come to Christ. He changes you. There's a renewing or a, a, a making new of your mind. That's our mind before Christ. And then we have a mind of Christ. He changes it to, to be affectionate for the things of Him, to, to, to desire the things of Him. And then Paul says this, in light of God's mercy, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. And then he says, how? And, and here's the question that I pose tonight. Is there anyone here that wants to be less conformed to the world and more conformed to the image of God? That should be our heart's desire as Christians. So if I said to you, if everyone wants to do that, would you be willing to do what it takes to do it? He's going to tell us tonight how we do it. So when we leave this place tonight, we cannot say, well, I wish I knew how to further along my Christian life, and I wish I knew how to be more conformed to God and not the world, because he's going to tell us how to do it. He says, this is how you do it, by the renewing of your mind. The mind has already been made new, salvation. We just talked about that briefly. But now he says to renew it daily, continually. This is what we're called to do. I'm going to read some verses here. In talking about renewing of your mind. Well, listen to these. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, it says this. Set your mind on things above, not on things that are of, on earth. He says this in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. But grow in the grace and the knowledge of God, in your mind, of our Lord Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. He tells us to continue to grow in that knowledge. Continue to grow in our minds. Listen to what he says in Joshua chapter 1. He says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have success. You see what he's telling Joshua? He's saying, listen, here's the law of God. Here's the words of God. What is it supposed to be? It's supposed to be on our mouth, and it is supposed to be in front of us, meditating on it day and night. It is to never be something that we just set aside and pick up once a week or to pick up every three or four weeks, or not to even have anything to do with the Bible except for Sunday to Sunday. He says it is continuously in our mouth. 
It is continuously in our ears, in our hearts, in our eyes. It's continuously in front of us. We meditate on that. And this is how we renew our mind. What you're going to find at the end of all this is here's what he means by renewing your mind. That continuously, daily, that you read the Bible. That you put the word of God in front of your eyes and into your mind. That you think on the things of God, not on the things of the world. I said this the other day that so many times, and I've heard this, and I never really understood the benefit of this because it just seems like this is the thing that the person from the pulpit has to say to you. They have to say this, you need to read the Bible. Right? Doesn't that just sound like something that you're supposed to say? You're a Christian, you're supposed to read the Bible. What's the importance of reading the Word of God? It's how you renew your mind. Now, we just said at the start of this, I think majority of us are in agreement that we want to be more conformed to the image of God, less conformed to this world, and we want to be transformed. And how do we do that? By the renewing of your mind. Now, you see how we have this? Now we have this in front of us. You're like, I would do anything to be more like God. And I would, be more, I would do anything to be more sanctified. And I would do anything to be less conformed to the world. And he says, pick up your Bible and meditate on me. Renew your mind daily. Grow in the knowledge of God. Remember when we left church today, we read um, John chapter 17. And I had made the comment. I said, after you have heard this word, is there anything in you that wants to go out and just disobey God? There's not a thing in your heart that would want to do that because you were so stirred by what his word said. This is what he means. When we are constantly in his word, renewing our minds, renewing our souls, renewing our hearts, then you will grow in God. Because Here's what we know. When you read the Bible, what do you find out? You find out what's pleasing to God. You find out who God is. You find out what God is all about. And you find out what his heart is. If we don't know those things, if we don't know what is pleasing, if we don't know who he is, it's so much easier to start to conform to the world. This is what he continues to say. Listen to this in Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 through 6. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Listen to this. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. This is the blessed man who constantly, who daily is renewing their mind by God and his word. He meditates night and day. Listen to what this person will be. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like the shaft which uh, the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the ways of the righteous, but the ways of the wicked will perish. He says, how blessed are you if the word of God is constantly in your mouth and in your mind and in your hands to meditate on it day and night. See, 
Reading the Bible is not just the religious thing to do. It is not just a check off the list of a Christian. It is how we renew our mind and be less conformed to this world. It's that easy, but it's that hard to put into practice, isn't it? Why don't we? I mean, everybody has a different reason. We say, I say, God, I want to be like you in every way. I want to be conformed to you. And the Bible just sets. And I try to do it my way. Or I try to think, well, I've heard a good message or a mediocre message on Sunday. And then that'll last me through the week. But will it? Because the world is in your face every day. The world is in your mind every day. It is relentless in your mind. Let us be careful to never say, I've had my fill of it on Sunday, that'll last me. Because if we're not careful, if we have no part of this word through the week, I will tell you this, you're more likely to stumble and you're more likely to conform to the world and your image of being towards God and sanctified gets harder and harder. You can't do it on your own. There's nothing in you that's good besides Christ. We have to know His Word. This is the importance of this. We have to look at it in different terms. We can't look at it as, this is a mandatory thing I have to do. If you want to grow in your sanctification, know the Word of God. This is what He's trying to say. It's a knowledge. It's a renewal. It's a don't let it out of your hand. This is how sanctification happens. Sanctification is becoming more like Christ less like the world. Here's another question we can raise. Who here that is a Christian that would want to sin less? Every Christian should say, I want to sin less. Perfect. Listen to what Psalm 119, verse 11 says. Your word have I treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. What is he treasured in the heart? It's his word. It is that lamp into your feet and a light into the path. You want to sin less? Treasure God's word in your heart. Put it in your soul. Meditate on it night and day. Know who he is. Know what he means. Know what pleases him. Know what he wants. We just said, see, this is how we, we come to these points in life where we say, I want to sin less. I want to be more like God. Would you do anything to get it? Of course. Anything but reading the Bible. <laughs> Not that. That takes too much time. That's too much out of my schedule. He says, you renew your mind and you'll be less conformed to the world and you'll be more transformed to the Son. Do you treasure God's Word is it life to you? Is it everything to you? Or is it just a book? This is our hope in life, to be more like God. Treasuring it to sin less. And then I want to turn to a passage really quickly that we, we quote all the way around this specific passage. But I want to go to just spend a few minutes on this in Philippians chapter 4. 
Paul is writing this from prison. And here's what he says. Let me show you how important the mind is in surrendering it to God. Remember how we said in verse 1 of this chapter that we're to bring our lives as a living sacrifice to Him, every bit of ourselves? That includes your mind. That includes your eyes, what you see, what you hear, what you put in your mind. That is also a sacrifice you bring to God. Listen to the importance of your mind in Philippians chapter 4. I'll read the few verses ahead of of this, but listen to this because I think we know these verses. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, he says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. What's interesting here, he doesn't say that he's going to answer it like you want him to. And he doesn't say that your peace will come based on how he answers the the prayer because God does not need your counsel. He does not change. He is who he is. His ways are decreed from the foundation of the world. He doesn't change his mind. Listen to what he says. Be anxious for nothing. Present your request. And then guess what happens after that? Once you know who God is, he says, in the peace of God. He has, it, it says nothing about how the prayer gets answered. It says, present them, give him thanks. And when you know who God is, who you are speaking to, look what happens. In the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We pray. We surrender our request to God, but ultimately it's His will we pray for. And once we do that, He says He'll guard our hearts and minds and give us peace. Now listen to this. God then will go through Paul and he will lay out the parameter of what goes in our minds and what goes in our eyes. This is not up for debate. This is not a questionable list. This is God. This is the God who hung that moon who's going to use Paul to speak these words and say, listen, here's what you're to think on. Listen to this list as we think about the last week of our life the best shows we watch, the things we listen to, the filth we put in our minds. It's either the things of God or it's the things of the world. There's no in-between because one is of the world and one is not. Listen to this list. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, then dwell on these things. Think on these things. Submit your mind to the things of God. So we look at this list and it says whatever is true. What is the most true thing that you have in your life? The word of the living God. Remember I said in John 17 today, in verse 17, I said we'd come back to this. What does he say? He says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. If there's anything that we dwell on that's outside the Bible, it's not a good thing. God says you have to dwell on me. You have to renew your mind daily because you still live in a fleshly body. And if you don't feed your mind with the things of God, the flesh will arise. 
And it won't be long until you start conforming back to the world. That's why we sometimes just sit down and think, we're good. We've got it from here. We don't need anything else. No, 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 no. Every day you have to feed the new man. You have to put the new man and things in front of him that feeds the new man. And he tells us the list here. If it's opposite the Bible, it's not true. Don't dwell on it because it will begin to conform us to the world. Whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, that's very hard to find things that you can listen to, watch, talk about, or see that's pure anymore, isn't there? Even in cartoons, you can't even watch it for the kids because they've indoctrinated everything. What is pure? What is holy? What is of good report? This is not an optional list. He says, if you want to grow in sanctification and you want to be more like me, I'm telling you how to do it. Guard your mind. Renew the, new, the mind daily. You have to renew it and constantly put in this effort as we live here on earth. Whatever of good repute, if there's any excellent or anything worthy of praise, think about this. Does what we put in our minds or watch or do or see, etc., is the world cheering in applause or is the Father cheering in applause? He says, whatever's worthy of praise. Everything goes in our mind. The world will either say, that's it. We agree. Yes. We're cheering you on. Keep watching it. Keep thinking it. Keep dwelling on it. Or the Father will say, that's it. You got it. Keep going. There's no other choice. You see, we think that there's this middle road. There's not. Whatever we dwell on is either conformed to the world or it's conformed to the image of God. This is how our sanctification increases. Renewing your mind daily. Dwelling on God's word and the things of God, not on the things of the world. Look what he says in verse 9. He says, dwell on these things. Then in verse 9, he says, the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. He says, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. How many times do we live a life that we just like, Where the, where's the peace? He says, you dwell on these things. You know who I am. You know that I'm with you always. You know my word teaches who I am. You dwell on these things, there'll be peace that follows. How many times do we neglect this and think we've got it? I mean, there's the key right there. We've got it. We don't understand. I don't understand that every day it is a constant effort to get up and renew our mind. No one's going to renew it for you. No one can make, when we wake up tomorrow, we have a choice. Are you going to renew the mind? Or are you going to let the world constantly bombard your mind? Whichever one of those you allow to happen, it'll either be conformity to the world or transformation to the image of God. It is that important. It is that meaningful. This is more than just read your Bible so you can check it off the list. It is if you want to grow in sanctification, he says, we don't have to have a, a, a magical formula that no one knows. He says, renew your mind daily and be in the Word of God.
pray to God. Dwell on the things of God. Because he tells us this, everything that you see that's in the temporal is passing away. But everything that's unseen is eternal. Renew your mind daily to grow in sanctification. This is what Paul's saying here in this letter to the Philippians. Look how Romans 12 starts to wind down. Why is this important? Listen to what he says. He says, renew your mind. Don't be conformed to the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will prove what the will of God is. We briefly touched on this today. This is the question that everyone wants to know. What is the will of God? What is the will of God for your life? And so many times people will bring this down into the most basic levels and we briefly discussed it this, the first service. We'll say, well, what's the will of God for my life concerning my job? Or what's the will of God concerning this or that? There's a top level priority in our Christian lives. In 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 3 tells us, this is the will of God, your sanctification. You know what God wants more than anything in your Christian life? Sanctification. That's it. He's already changed you. He's already saved you. He's already sealed you. He's walking with you all the time. But why did He predestine you? We talked about this today. He predestined us, why? To be conformed to the image of His Son. That's what Romans 8, 29 says. He predestined us to be conformed, not to the world, but to the image of His Son. That's sanctification. That He foreknew us and predestined us so in, through this Christian life, we are sanctified to be growing more and more and more and more every day into the image of God until that finally has its final result in heaven when we shall see Him as He is and we will be like Him because we'll see Him as He is. That's the glorification. What is the most important thing in your Christian life right now? Is it sanctification? That's the will of God for your life. Think about how we bog ourselves down with so many things. The priority of a Christian life at the top should be the sanctification of their lives in Christ. Being more conformed to His image. Everything else will work out. Right? He says, seek first the kingdom of God. And then everything else will take care of itself. When you begin to only be concerned with your growth in life of, in towards Christ, everything else will find its place. Everything else will work out to its proper means. Our desire should be being sanctified, growing, being more separate from the world, and being more conformed to the image of God. That's the will of God for a Christian. Is that ours? You say, what's the will of God for my life? Let me be in a tune with the will of God for my life. Great. He wants you to have more sanctification every day. Is that our will? Is that our desire? It has to be. It must be. We have to want and be so concerned with our sanctification that it's the top priority of our Christian life. This is what he says. 
What is the will of God? He says, listen, if you renew your mind daily, you'll know the will of God. And the will of God is sanctification. And how do you become more like him? By growing in the grace and the knowledge of him. You see, that's how we know what God wants because we know what his word says. And we know who God is because that's what his word says. That's how we grow. And the more you know of God and the more you see of God and the more you know who and what he does and what he wants and his pleasure and his will, then your life will be conformed to that via sanctification. Listen to this. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 10 through 13, listen to what it says. And have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. That's the cry of the, re- the Christian. After salvation, look what he says. It is our, we put on the new self which is being renewed in what? In knowledge, in the mind, according to the image of the one who created him. We're putting on the new man. Our mind is being renewed into knowledge of God, into knowledge of his word. And that knowledge, guess what it results in? Being conformed to the image of the Son. It's the formula that gets increased sanctification in our life. I'll go on and read. A renewal, which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew. Here comes the mystery of the gospel. This renewal of the mind, it doesn't belong just to the Jew. There's no distinction between the Jew and the, or the Greek and the Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian or Scythian, slave and free man, but Christ is all and in all. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on the heart of compassion, com- kindness, Humility, gentleness, patience, bearing one one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against one another, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. He says those who have been chosen by God, they've been renewed in this image. And now here's our desire. Increase your knowledge. Increase your sanctification. Renew your mind daily and be conformed to the image of God. This is what Paul is saying in this verse. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. So therefore you would know that will of God, that perfect and acceptable will of God, which is found in his word. It's here. You want to know the will of God for your life? It's right here. Sanctification and everything else will fall in place. You know, if you asked a lot of people, what is the most important thing in your Christian walk? I wonder how many would say sanctification. I don't hear that a lot as top priority in our Christian walk. But it's God's will for our lives. Because that is the transformation of ourselves into the image of God, which He calls us to do. Psalm 119 Verses 9 through 11 says this. How can a young man keep his ways pure? 
in this sanctification? How do we sin less? How are we less conformed to the world? How can a young man keep his ways pure? By keeping it according to your word. With all my heart I've sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your words have I treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. You see the constant theme, even in the old, even in the new, the word of God has to be in your mind and in your mouth. And you have to dwell on it. You have to feed on it daily. That's how you are transformed. Because his word is where the change occurs. His word is where the power is. His word is where it is alive and sharp and active. His word has been given for all correction and teaching and training and rebuking, all these things so that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. We have undervalued his word. We look for the mysteries and the new creative ways how to be more like Christ and how to be more in his image. And Paul could not be more clear. If this is your desire, I can tell you the answer. Renew your mind. Your mind is either going to be filled with the things of God or the things of the world. And if we forsake the things of God going in our mind and dwelling on them, then it's going to be a whole lot easier to be conformed to the world. It's a battle. You see, so many times we think that the, the, the struggle is before salvation. There's no, there's no struggle because you're enslaved to sin and you have no, there's not like part of you wants to do what's right. It is all towards the evil. It is all hostile to God. There, there's no battle going on there. But once God changes your soul and now you have the new man and you still live in the flesh, then the battle begins. It is a battle daily. Let us never sit down and think the battle is over because we are in Christ the battle for your mind is daily. The battle for the sanctification is daily. The will of God is for your sanctification. And every Christian should want sanctification. Growing in His image every day should be our call and our heart's desire. I have no fancy techniques for you. I have no new age technique for anyone. We go back to the pages of the Scripture and what does Paul say? Renew your mind daily. Then you will know the will of God. And then you will be more conformed to the image of God, transformed out of this world, and have less conformity to the world. John 17, 17, sanctify them. We talked about sanctification. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. We are urged to examine the Scripture, to study the Scripture, and to apply Scripture to our lives. Reading the Bible, meditating on God's Word is how the mind is renewed. And the more the mind is renewed, the more transformed we will be. God's will is that we grow more mature spiritually, and that we become more transformed to the image of God and less conformed to the world. We are to be consecrated or set apart from the world the longer we serve God. 
the more our minds are transformed by the Word of God and we see who God is in nature, then we will be able to see His wants, what He wants from us, what His will is, His good and perfect will. Conversely, if we neglect the Bible and our minds are not renewed, the greater chance our lives will be pulled towards conformity to the world. And I go back to verse 1 of chapter 12. Presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice includes our minds. And it involves not being conformed to this world. Remember the high priestly prayer in John 17. We are not of this world just as Christ is not of this world. Stop trying to be like the world. And if you're tired of being like the world and you're tired of failing as much as we do, he says, renew your mind daily. This is not a complex thought that Paul is speaking. This is not something that has to, you know, be deciphered and, and oh, how can we ever understand this? And we're going back to the words of the living God. And he says this, the will of God is sanctification and that you are not conformed to this world. Here's the key. Renew your mind daily. That's it. It is that important. And it's that simple of advice that Paul gives us. The hard part is to put it into action because the war is real. The war will not end until we finally see him as he is and we will truly be conformed to his image in heaven. Listen to what he says. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will prove what the will of God is in that which is good and acceptable and perfect. First Thessalon- or First Corinthians 2 says, we have the mind of Christ at our disposal what He's allowed us to see through His Word. This is His mind that He's allowed us to see. It is our job to renew our mind with it. Think about how far we've come as Christians. Think about the transformation. Think about the metamorphosis that has come in your life if you're a Christian. There was a point in your life from the time of your birth until the time of your regeneration where your mind was hostile to God. And you wanted nothing to do with this God. Can you think about those days? You were enmity with God. You were enemies of the cross. You were hostile in mind. Your mind was set on the flesh, which was death, and you were unable to submit to the law of God. Unable to do so. This was your mind at some point in life. But if God has changed you, if He has saved you, then at that time God has shown you mercy. In that mind that was unable on your own power to be changed, God changed it. He changed your mind and He changed your soul so that that mind who could not submit to it in its flesh and that mind that could not want anything to do with God that was hostile and enemies in your mind, that by the mercy of God, He changed your mind and made it new. And now you love Him. You go from hostility to love. 
you go from enemies to peace only because of the mercy of God. That's the transformation of your mind in salvation. What a metamorphosis that is. What a transformation that is. But he says it doesn't stop there. The transformation of your mind now is to be transformed and conformed to the image of his son through sanctification. And how do we do it? Renewing your mind by his word. Seems pretty basic, doesn't it? Because it's true. We have undervalued this so much. The power of God is here. Who inspired this book? The Holy Spirit of the living God that dwells in you. Who makes this word come alive? The Holy Spirit that dwells in you. This is the power of God unto salvation. I'm going to read this here really quickly. In 2 Timothy. Chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Listen to this. All scripture is inspired by God. I would just like to make a note to the first word of that sentence. All scripture is inspired by God. Not the hand-picked ones. Every one of them. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. That's our sanctification. It's by His Word. So that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. There's no mystery. There's no scientific formula. There's not some new thing. If you want to be conformed to the image of God, transformed in your mind, growing in sanctification, you will have that chance. Tomorrow when you wake up, you will ask yourself, how serious am I about my sanctification? It's easy for us to say, yes, I want to be more sanctified. I want to be more conformed to His image. Well, tomorrow, the world will be relentless in your mind. But will the Word of God be relentless in your mind? That's the question. Do we dwell on His Word? Do we meditate on His Word? Tomorrow when you wake up, how serious you are about your sanctification will be answered before the day's over. Because if you're not, this will never get touched. This will never get looked at. This will never be read. But if you are, here's your answer. Renew your mind by His Word. Amen? This is the key to sanctification. And if He's called you, He's predestined you to be conformed to that image. He wants you to pick up the word. That's why his will is sanctification. That's the beauty of his word. I hope together as a church that we can agree that nothing more matters more to us 
in our sanctification. Go back to verse 1 and we'll close. Think about this now, how it all ties together. What does Paul say? In light of the mercies of God, in view of His mercy, in view that He changed your mind that you could not change, in view of all that, what does He want you to do? Come and bring all of you to Him, including your mind, and renew it in Him. Does the will of God mean anything to anyone? It should. His will is that you are sanctified into His image if you're predestined. How do we do it? By His Word. One more time and we'll close. Therefore I urge you, brother, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and a holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Let us pray. Our God, Lord, we just want to stop and say thank you for the word that you have allowed each and every one of us to have in our hands. God, you've allowed us to have your word in front of us, to have possession of your word, of your inspired words, the words that change our lives. God, we don't have to run and search for it. We don't have to go to an obscure land and find it somewhere. God, it is here in our hands. It is in front of us, God. And we thank you for that. And God, we want to say we are sorry for the lack of reverence we've brought to your word. For the lack of honor we've brought to your word, God. For the lack of power we've placed in your word. God, we are sorry for laying our Bibles down and thinking that we can do it on our own. Thinking, God, that we can muster righteousness on our own. Thinking, God, that we can be strong enough in the, in the face of the world on our own. Thinking that we don't need renewing, God. How arrogant of me. God, please forgive me. God, we want to be concerned with your will. God, forgive us for not being concerned about sanctification as much as we should. God, our minds get distracted and we think of so many things, God. But let us tonight have our hearts focused and our minds shifted to that thought of, your sanct of sanctification as your will. God, please stir in our souls the desire to renew our mind daily in your word. Lord, so we can grow in your image and be conformed to the image of you. God, thank you that you are patient and you are long-suffering with us. God, give us grace and peace tonight and, and continue to show us mercy, God, when we fail you. And Lord, let us have a resolve in our souls that we will not be conformed to this world, but we'll be conformed and transformed into your image by the renewing of our minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.